0: What's up, everybody? How's it going? Another wonderful day in eastern Pennsylvania. Mentioned the weather multiple times in this podcast about how crazy the weather is in PA. I go outside this morning on what I thought was a nice fall morning without checking the weather. That's probably on me. Uh, But there's frost on my car, which is very interesting. First frost of the year. It's here. Winter's coming. Uh, I'm a winter hater as well as a summer hater. I love the fall and spring seasons, even though they are getting shorter and smaller, uh, especially in eastern Pennsylvania compared to when I was a kid. But I hope everybody's enjoying some time off of work. Hopefully you guys are all home right now and done with work. Uh, Whether you're having a beer, a coffee, a tea, uh, or just a glass of water, hope you're relaxing and enjoying yourselves. And I appreciate you listening to the pod today. Uh, for all of you that do not know, I am Cole Hate. This is the All In Man Cave podcast, our midweek podcast to go over injuries, some updates, fantasy football. And I have a special uh, segment for you guys this week. Uh, I will let you know when we get there, but it will be the last segment of the episode. So I'll give you guys more info on that when we get there. But first, let's go over a few major news updates for for everything in terms of the world of sports so i'm sure everyone has heard but if you did not hear henry ruggs the third wide receiver standout wide receiver at alabama but right now currently the wide receiver one for the las vegas raiders has been basically his whole world has been shook up so uh henry ruggs the third has been charged with the dui he was traveling at 156 miles an hour, a little after 3:30 in the morning, where he rear-ended a SUV on a on a parkway in Las Vegas, uh, killing one 23-year-old female. Uh, it it's un- unbelievable. Uh, I'm speechless. Uh, the world of sports, honestly, as a sports fan, this is literally the worst thing to hear whether you're a Raiders fan or not sports figures in the sports world especially influential ones have a large large level to get to uh, and they're put on a pedestal and honestly this this is this is hurts so Henry Ruggs uh, after 3 30 in the morning the, the man's making millions of dollars uh, to play in, to play a game that he loves to play uh, and that a lot of people consider uh, sports figures to be overpaid. A lot of these people are non-sports fans, but even some of the sports fans think that they're extremely overpaid based on what they have to do on a regular basis compared to us normal people who have to go to a nine to five job or whatever your situation is. But Henry Ruggs, no excuse for this. You get paid millions of dollars you should have a driver to drive you around, or you should open your phone, uh, click this app called Uber, and, and call yourself an Uber, because c- there's no reason, there is zero reason why you should be traveling hundred over 150 miles an hour on a parkway at 3.30 in the morning while you have a, a blood alcohol t- content twice the legal limit. It makes no sense. He's caused destruction to this person, to this person's family, and it's just reckless. And and I I continuously talk to people about why this is, and, and I may have a a better projection or a more positive projection on how these professional athletes should be acting while playing for the brand, the jersey, the shirt, whatever, whatever you're playing for, the logo. You have the opportunity that not a lot of people have in this country to play, to do exactly what you want to do because you're good at it and get paid a lot of money to do so. Why are you making these decisions? This doesn't make any sense. Why was it not stopped? How was this not projected? I don't understand how this outcome can happen because I'm not him. I'm not Henry Ruggs. Now, if I was Henry Ruggs, I obviously would have a driver or not put myself in that situation. But if you're a professional athlete, you're under the microscope, you know that when you join the league. You know that before you joined the league. When he was in high school, he knew that this was potentially a situation he could be in. And and if you're already intoxicated, it is harder to make that decision. Don't get me wrong. It is. But if you're intoxicated, what, why are you driving yourself home when you're making millions of dollars? I get that. It seems very, I don't even know the right word to describe it. it. It seems like I'm making it minuscule. It is not minuscule. This is a huge deal. This man's facing two to 20 years in prison. And honestly, quite frank, I, I'm not a lawyer. I have no reason to judge anybody more than myself, and that's how I feel about most things in this world, but this man needs to be held accountable. Not only did he get drunk and then drive a vehicle, he killed somebody because of his reckless behavior. There's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It, the, the story's been leaking small bits of information all day as well as last night. I missed most of the stuff last night, but I caught up this morning. this is This is a huge deal. This is a huge deal for the Raiders and this is a huge deal for 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 that person's family that he killed. And this is a huge deal for Henry Ruggs, who just ruined his life by making one bad decision. He could have been the most upstanding citizen, but he made this decision, and now it is going to ruin not only his NFL career, but it's going to ruin his life. Because he is going to get a decent amount of jail time. There's no way out of that. There's no way for him to to, to back himself up. He made all the wrong decisions all at the same time. Life is a crazy, crazy, crazy movie. Every day is different. Every day comes with different challenges. But he made the worst decision at the worst time. He was a bum in the NFL for multiple years. Not Sorry, not multiple. But he was a bum until this year where he decided to play better. And he partied a little too hard, made a, made a few bad decisions, which turned into the biggest decision. And that big decision for him to drive drunk at 156 miles an hour will ruin his career and ruin his life. He needs to be held accountable the raiders are gonna everybody gets hurt from this everyone not a single positive thing comes from this exact situation except to make an a point and to highlight how important it is to make good decisions especially when you're under the microscope now i'm not saying if you're not under the microscope don't make good decisions that's not what i'm saying but under the microscope of the nfl An influential player on that football team that millions of fans watch every week. This is going to be a lesson to everyone out there. Life sometimes is unfair. Sometimes life is is shorter than you would have expected. I'm a type 1 diabetic. I get that. My life expectancy lower than most people. uh, Diagnosed early in my life. Every day. Every day I struggle. Every day other people struggle with other problems. Everybody deals and goes with, through something in their life. And this was 100% not in the eyes of the person that lost their life in this crash. I my, my condolences go out to this family, go out to that person's direct family, their indirect family, their friends, everyone. Because they didn't deserve it. And Henry Ruggs needs to be held accountable. Once again, condolences go out. We're going to move on off of this topic, but we're going to see the major impact in in the NFL because this is an NFL podcast, but this is also a life, a huge life impact. Next, Von Miller trade. I told you guys, Von Miller gets traded from the Broncos to the Rams. I told you I didn't have all the info on that trade in the breakdown. I got that via yesterday night. So I want to fill you guys in on that. So the Broncos will be receiving a second and third round pick. However, they will pay the rest of Von Miller's due money. Uh, Shouldn't say the rest. Most of the rest of his due money. He's he's owed $9.7 million. They will pay $9 million of that as well. So the Rams end up giving up two picks and not having to pay most of Von Miller's salary, which seems like a huge win. And honestly... The Rams have been doing this for years, and it's mostly been in the Sean McVay era. So what I've gained from this is that the Rams literally consider draft picks like uh, banana peels, really no use, just toss it in the trash. We can find something better. It's just, it's unbelievable because eventually this will implode. They have three picks in the entire draft this coming year. And if they continue at what they're at, the following year they're going to have less picks. So it, we're seeing a change in the NFL right now where teams are going, go now, go now, go now. And they're willing to make the huge deconstruct and reconstruct for their football teams. I'm deathly scared of that. The Vikings right now have a lot of people on one year contracts, a lot. And a lot of them are underperforming this year based on what we thought, sorry, what they thought going into the season. So it's a weird way to think about football. It looks like it made a a zero to a hundred switch where a lot of teams were taking the route of, we got to get these players young, we got to develop them because that's how we're going to take advantage of it. As to now, it seems like because... Teams think that they can manipulate the salary cap to a, a large extent. They're okay with giving up draft picks for proven players, even if they're deep into their career. Like Von Miller's not young. He, he's 32. He, he's not young, and, and he's injury-prone. So this is a big risk for the Rams. They think they're there. I think they're there, too. We're going to talk about the Rams later a little bit, but I don't know... How long they can do this for What if this implodes What if it doesn't work out Now they have no draft picks They have no way to get more players Unless they sign in free agency And the only way to do that Is to release others Based on the salary cap So the Rams have put themselves In a tough spot They think this is the right decision I don't think it is I think the Rams are up there in my in my top five for, for teams right now in the league through half the season. They've been playing well. Matt Stafford is clearly the answer for them at quarterback. They've been able to navigate their running back injuries and able to keep the run there. And their defense has played very well, uh, even with them losing uh, two key pieces in the back end in John Johnson and Troy Hill. But I don't know how much longer they can keep this up. And if it doesn't work out, the team's going to implode for a few years before they eventually have to revamp it with draft picks. Or hit up there because they're never going to hit on amazing free agents for the rest of the Rams career in the NFL. Free agent hits are hard. It's harder to hit in the draft, don't get me wrong. But you have more of a chance with seven picks versus picking up one person. Not to mention compensatory picks and everything else that the draft involves. So we'll keep an eye on that moving forward. But the Rams are in a spot, and this better work out for them. The Braves win the World Series. I didn't talk much about baseball. Tyler hasn't been on the podcast in a while. We've been talking uh, time to time and via text. He's uh, He's doing all right. The Braves win in six. Uh, we, I have two buddies at work, uh, Tim and Manny. The Emmanuel Cadean parlay, uh, shout out to him uh, from that for that parlay. We all picked uh, what the World Series would be. Uh, Tim and I picked the Braves in six, and that was after Game One. So the Braves were up one nothing. We both picked the Braves in six. Uh, Manny picked the Astros in six uh unfortunately Mandy you are wrong uh Tim and I did not get a chance to talk to you today about that which we would have busted your balls for but uh this is a shout out to to Tim out there to Tim uh we we were right on that Braves look good in this in this game I, I fell asleep I watched a little bit of it not only a few innings maybe up until the fourth uh, but the Braves uh, broke out after that. They made it a shellacking, and they won in Houston, which is something that everybody out there picking the game uh, via the Internet and via any type of recap MLB show was was saying it was going to go to seven games. Manny, I really hope that you're better at picking parlays this week via soccer or anything else on DraftKings that you're doing rather than picking the World Series because you're off by a few games, my friend. Uh, but that's that's all the soapbacks I'm gonna go on on that I'm gonna do a few episodes hopefully have Tim on here uh, as well as Tyler and we're gonna do some recap of the season do some MLB stuff uh pretty soon just to recap the season thoughts uh everything going on there so all the baseball fans out there hold it uh we're're we're, we're, I'm getting something set up we're gonna have something set up soon so hold it for that but that will be coming uh but congrats to the Braves Congrats. They lost uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, they picked up a few players to fill out their their outfield. Uh, their outfield carried them through the World Series uh, with home runs, uh, RBIs, and a lot offensively as well as defensively. So kudos to them. They have a lot of people on one-year deals too. Uh, but more to come on baseball. But congrats to the Braves. They haven't been back there in, in decades. So congrats, congrats to the Braves uh, and great job, great performance. Last on my list of news and updates, uh, Aaron Rodgers, positive COVID test. That came out today. Aaron Rodgers is, unva- is not vaccinated. Uh, he's He's going to miss until at least Saturday, and that's not this Saturday. That's next Saturday. So he's going to miss some time. He will not be available for the Chiefs game this week. Kansas City is struggling right now, and Kansas City will be playing a good Green Bay Packers team right now. However, they will not have their fearless leader, Aaron Rodgers, who went to a Halloween party as John Wick, uh, probably where he contracted COVID since he didn't wear a mask. So, unfortunately, life is unfair. You have decisions. Your decisions have consequences. We just talked about Henry Ruggs. Life's unfair. You you have free will to make your decisions. Your decisions, therefore, have good or bad consequences. This is not a good consequence for Aaron Rodgers. He tried to challenge it. Uh, there's no way you can challenge the NFL. Uh, I can't just walk into work and say, all of a sudden, I make $29 an hour or whatever that number is that's way inflated over what my current rate is. So you you, you don't just do that. So Aaron, they're they're going to struggle. Jordan Love has not looked good in any game that I've seen or any tape that I've looked at via play, via preseason, via training camp, uh, or via minicamp. He hasn't looked good. He hasn't played yet this season. We'll see what kind of performance that is going against a struggling Chiefs team that barely came out and beat the New York football Giants. So we'll see. That's going to be a big game, uh, obviously, as a— Minnesota Vikings Homer. I will be rooting for the Packers to lose, but uh, let's see if Jordan Love can play. There might be some consequences and there might be some weird hairy eyes shown in this game if Jordan Love comes out and roasts the Chiefs. We'll see. I don't expect much from him. I don't expect there be a lot of hairy eye rolls. however, if if he comes out and, and Aaron Rodgers comes out and gets frustrated with how much praise that Jordan Love gets if they win, there, this might be an issue, and it might be an issue to keep a look at moving forward. All right, that is the update, the news, and notes, updates in the sports world. Uh, we're moving on to our normal two segments in their correct order. We're going to do injuries and then fantasy football. So let's take a look at a few injuries that I've noted to, that I've seen this week. Uh, So some of them you guys probably already knew about, but I just want to make sure everybody is aware, uh, especially for fantasy football. And also if any of these players play for your teams and maybe the extent of their injuries. So first, we're going to start with Jameis Winston. He was carted off the field. I mentioned earlier on the recap podcast earlier this week that he was saw he was seen on crutches. Uh, He has a torn ACL and issues with his MCL as well, partially torn MCL. He's going to be out for the season. Very interesting for the Saints. They were linked to Phillip Rivers. They were linked to calling Drew Brees back. I don't know if they do either of those, but I also know that if they don't, they're going to have a huge problem. If they're expecting Taysom Hill to pick up where Jameis Winston left off, that's never going to happen. Taysom Hill is not a quarterback. He can fill in. Taysom Hill runs hard. He's a good gadget guy. But once you put him at starting quarterback, you lose the gadget ability. And that's something that they really count on. The Saints really count on that gadget ability. And it doesn't look like Ian Book's ready. They're third string quarterback. So let's see what happens with that. But Jameis will be out the rest of the season. And uh, who knows what happens with Jameis after this. Uh, do they put in Book in and see how good he is, and if he's good, they let him go? Uh, I have no idea, but I I think Taysom's safe as the gadget guy. I don't think he's going anywhere, but it's something to look at to see if Jameis has done enough as a, as a quarterback on this football team to earn the starting spot after coming back from a torn ACL and problems with his MCL. Next on the list, unfortunately, Minnesota Vikings defensive starting end. Daniil Hunter, out for the year, torn pectoral. He was out all last year with a neck neck injury. He had surgery, worked his way all the way back. Sad to see. We actually signed him to an extension, restructured his contract to get more of his money up front, which we did on purpose so that he wouldn't demand a trade. Very instrumental to our defensive scheme. He's going to be out for the season. I think Daniil Hunter's off. I, I think he's leaving the team. I don't think there's a way we re-sign him. We didn't extend him. We just gave more of his money up front and restructured his contract. So I don't know if we're in a situation to re-sign him. It kind of depends on how the rest of the Minnesota Vikings season goes. A lot of people on one-year contracts, a lot of people underperforming, and there could be a shakeup at the top of the chain of the Vikings from head coach to general manager. Uh, the owner is upset. You can tell based on multiple of the last few Vikings games where we're in these last nail biters and can never put the nail in the coffin. There's going to be a shakeup, and I don't know what it's going to entail. It kind of depends on how, the, like I said, how the season goes. But I don't think that they're going to re-sign Daniel Hunter. I think they're going to shop him, especially after an injury. And unfortunately, we're not going to get what we probably should if we were to trade him. But it's a huge, huge issue. And the Vikings defense uh, has played well the past four four weeks, uh, holding defenses to not that many points. Uh, they're, they're top 10 in allowing points per game the last four games, except for a one very bad half of a fourth quarter against the Panthers to let them back in the game. But they've played well the past four games. I understand that they got beat by Cooper Rush, the backup for Dallas. But they they stopped the running game, they forced turnovers, and they got sacks. So it, it, they played okay. I would say they played average, if I were to. But they only gave up twenty points, uh, and they couldn't score twenty, even though they were in the in Dallas territory and deep into it multiple times after multiple turnovers. So. It, the, the offense and defense can never play great at the same time, and that's most of the problems for the Minnesota Vikings. Next on the list, Derrick Henry. Uh, all the fantasy uh, fantasy football lovers out there is very disappointing for you guys. Derrick Henry is has a Jones fracture in his fifth metatarsal in his right foot. He will be out six to ten weeks, and that has a question mark on it. Depends on how he does the rehab and how they construct it. I watched a video actually on YouTube yesterday to see uh, there was a a guy on there who has a lot of experience in sports injuries, uh, breaking down exactly how the surgery is going to go, what they plan to do, as well as what his rehab looks like. It seems like if everything goes to plan and you have Jesus on your side, You can come back in six weeks after this and be fine, depending, making sure you have no setbacks during the entire process. But most people are out 10 to 12 weeks based on the statistics of the guy I watched, the doctor I watched, explain it. If you look at your big, Uh, Sorry, your littlest toe. Uh, No visual. Obviously, this is not a video podcast on YouTube, but try and work with me here a little bit. If you put your hand down, take your shoe off and touch the last bone before your pinky toe. uh, It's that bone. Run that along your foot and it is that bone uh, on the back end towards your heel is where the break is. It's, it depends on his rehab. Now, it's the NFL. They have the best of the best in terms of doctors, rehab, and everything else. So expect him to miss the rest of the season. I don't see a reason why they would bring him or rush him back, especially with an issue with his foot, and he is a running back. Who gets more than 35 carries a game in the NFL, which is unheard of? But he's been doing it his, since high school. Look up Derrick Henry's stats in high school and college. He's been doing it forever. So he he's going to be out six to ten weeks. For all fantasy owners, drop him. He's not going to be back for you to be relevant. It's not going to happen. Right now it's week nine. If he's out six weeks and has a miracle, it's week 15, which is would be your championship or one week before your championship. So if you have that much faith in Derrick Henry, then keep him on, but you might as well get some – you get some return on some other players that may be able to capitalize for you from now until then. Next on the list, Kyler Murray, ankle sprain, one to three weeks. Colt McCoy makes the start this week against San Francisco. San Francisco and the Arizona Cardinals always have amazing football games to watch. Colt McCoy, God only knows. He's a lot older than I thought, too. I looked him up. I thought Colt McCoy was like 32. He's like 35. 35. Uh, maybe even older. I forget exactly. I looked it up earlier this week, but Cole McCoy is not Kyler Murray in any sort of standard. So I'll expect a lot of running in that football game, but Kyler Murray's going to miss at least one week, and then he's going to be week to week after that, depending on how he can practice and how his recovery goes. Next on the list, James Robinson, he's got a bruised heel, missed major injury on this. People all people thought all over the place that he had an Achilles injury. I have him in fantasy, so I was, I was losing my mind a little bit as well. But it's a heel injury, he's day-to-day, he's been questionable all week, limited in practice so far, uh, limited in practice today, I should say. So let's see what he does the rest of the week, and he may be a good-to-go this week. Next on the list, Jalen Rager for the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Rager, the man known to be way worse than Justin Jefferson, yet taken before him in the draft. Thank you, Philadelphia Eagles fans and Philadelphia Eagles organization for letting Justin Jefferson to the Vikings. Appreciate it. Jalen Rager, sprained ankle. He's week to week. He looked like he was. it was going to be way worse than what it was. Uh, seems like a one to three. Like a one to three week window for him, depending once again on, is it a high angle sprain? Is it a low angle sprain and how he reacts to it in terms of cutting as a wide receiver and as a speedy wide receiver based on his average practice output? He may or may not retweak that a bit, or it might not be able to recover it as fast as he thinks it will. So keep an eye on that if you have Jalen Rager, whether you're deep in leagues or you're on bye weeks and looking for someone to cover. Next on the list, John Johnson the third. we mentioned him, the former L.A. Ram, now plays for the Cleveland Browns. Next, Stinger, he's questionable this week based on all the injuries that they've had the browns have been depleted in terms of injuries i think the only team that has more injuries than the browns is the san francisco 49ers especially on defense uh, offense maybe the miami dolphins are close but they can't take any more hits the cleveland browns take any, can't take any more hits baker's already dinged up odell's pissed it's a it's a it's a shit show pardon my french but the browns are a shit show right now and they're injured, there's stuff, drama going on, everything's gone, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Next on the list, Amari Cooper, he's got a hamstring issue. If you, if anybody watched the Sunday night football game against the, the Vikings last week, right before he caught the game-winning, or what would be the game-winning touchdown, he was massaging himself with a tennis ball on the sideline, the hamstring's still an issue. He's had a few issues dinged up, most of them lower leg issues for most of this year, yet he's been able to perform, so I don't see it being a huge issue moving forward, especially if you own him in fantasy or for any Cowboys fans out there. Uh, He's day-to-day. He's been day-to-day for weeks now. Uh, If you haven't realized it or haven't noticed, uh, just an update. He's been day-to-day, so not a concern until it's an actual concern. So no news is good news is what I'm operating under. Last on the list, Rob Gronkowski, five plays after coming back from rib and lung issues. He gets back spasms and then eg- exits the game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's questionable this week. If you're surprised that Rob Gronkowski is dinged up, I don't know what to tell you. He's always been dinged up. He's had the the back issues, the, the elbow issues, the sometimes lower leg issues. Then he gets rib and lung issues. So everything's been dinged up in his career. Uh, Don't count on him in fantasy. I told a lot of people last week who saw that he was coming back that I don't suggest starting him. Based on the inconsistencies, that was a good call in retrospect. Very good call. However, honestly, until he can come back and he makes plays, I wouldn't start him at all. All right, that's most of the injuries like i always say after we do the injuries segment please keep an eye on the practice schedules uh see how they are practicing whether it be limited participation or full participation in practice that'll lead you to a closer honed in skill of knowing if they're going to play this week or it's going to be a game time decision i always avoid game time decisions in fantasy i'm not planning on starting someone who's going to be a healthy scratch or an, un- an unhealthy scratch right before the game. So if, if it's a game-time decision, they're sitting on the bench. I'm not taking the chance. I've been burned a few, but most of the times I make the right decision. So we move on to the likes and dislikes segment for fantasy. We have been started with the dislikes the last few weeks, so we're going to start with the likes. Number one, Marquise Hollywood-Brown versus the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings have proved the last few weeks that if you are a speedy wide receiver and you are either a wide receiver one or a wide receiver two on a football team, they cannot cover him. Patrick Peterson, still on IR, will not return until at least week 11. So I, he's going to be out once again. It didn't look like our corners were sharp, they did enough. That I looked at for them to be decent, but not enough to stop Hollywood Brown. Lamar Jackson's going to be running. They're going to be biting on it all all week. I don't expect the Vikings to come out with a win, but we can talk about that later. Uh, So Marquise Brown is a solid start this week against the Minnesota Vikings. Next on the list, Stephon Diggs versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have never owned Stephon Diggs in fantasy. But this year he would frustrate the hell out of me. He seems to not get the amount of targets that he's used to getting in former years. Yet he's been scoring a touchdown and only having four or five catches every year. Sorry, every week. So four for 40 in a TD is okay. Not amazing, but you get 14 points out of him. But if he doesn't catch that touchdown, it's it's an issue because he's not getting that many targets, and he's not getting that many receptions. This week against Jacksonville, I see him having a huge game, breakout game for him. He hasn't had a lot of yards in any game this season, so I think this is his breakout game. The Jacksonville Jaguars defense is a joke, and, and Urban Meyer himself is a joke. So uh, I think I think Josh Allen comes out, uh, and they have a huge first half, most of it to Stephon Diggs. Next on the list, Mike Pittman Jr. versus the New York Jets on Thursday Night Football. Listen, the Jets' defense played okay last week, not amazing. They played well against the run uh, versus the pass. So I think Mike Pittman, he's been playing extremely well with a lot of injuries to that wide receiver core in Indianapolis. I think he has a great game against the Jets this week. Mike White is going to be starting again with Zach Wilson still dinged up with that knee issue. So I think that I think that the Jets defense plays well, but I think Mike Pittman Jr. plays well enough for you to get into your starting lineup. So I definitely I definitely give him a start, especially with T.Y. Hilton still a little bit dinged up and not at a hundred percent. And Paris Campbell nowhere to be found. Next on the list, Alvin Kamara versus the atlanta falcons now the falcons defense has been a lot better than people expected the last few weeks this the nfc south divisional games are get usually get pretty serious and they're usually close games so they're not going to have a lot at quarterback i think that they're going to rely heavily on alvin kamara via touches which will then relate via points they're going to rely on him heavily in the pass game and heavily in the run game. Taysom Hill's not going to be back there throwing 70-yard passes to his wide receivers. And I don't think that they go out out of everybody's eyesight and start Ian Book. So I, I think there's no choice based on this target share this week expected. I think there's no way that Alvin Kamara doesn't have a great game this week. Next on the list, Devontae Adams versus Kansas City. I love this because I wrote this down before we found out about Aaron Rodgers and COVID. However, anybody who plays in the spot of Aaron Rodgers has a weird ability to throw the ball more than 20 times to Devontae Adams. I'm imagining he can catch at least half of those. So, If that's the case and you're in a PPR league, I would 100% start him against a very bad Kansas City defense. That has been playing better in recent weeks, however. Next on the list, Jerry Judy versus the Dallas Cowboys. Listen, Trayvon Diggs dinged up at the end of the Vikings game. Seemed like he's got a hamstring issue or a lower leg issue that's been unspecific. Uh, so far, to me anyway, but Jerry Judy looked pretty good in his return game off of IR last week against the Washington Football Team. I don't think that the I think the Cowboys' secondary is a bit overrated. Uh, most of the the positivity from their defense has been the front seven. Their secondary not very good. So I think Jerry Judy has a game. They. Teddy Bridgewater and Jerry Judy have a great connection so far, especially in the games that they've played in together. So I think Jerry Judy has a breakout game. I love it. I love it. And I think he's got a, he has got think he has the potential to score 30-35 to 35 with two touchdowns in this football game. Last on my list, Brian Edwards versus the New York Giants. We talked about Henry Ruggs. He should have been in jail yesterday. So... He's definitely not going to be in this football game. That leaves Hunter Renfro and Brian Edwards uh, to Derek Carr against the stinky football Giants. So I think Brian Edwards has the breakout game here. Hunter Renfro, don't get me wrong, also a good start. But I think Derek Carr takes advantage. The Raiders win big in this football game. Uh, they're going to be motivated, or it could go the other way. But either way, there's no way there's a chance that the Giants blow them out. Therefore, to I think Brian Edwards has or at least absorbs most of the targets that Henry Ruggs would have received if he played in this game. Those are the likes. Let's move over to the flip side with the dislikes. Keenan Allen versus the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles defense decides to show up randomly and in this game where the Chargers have struggled the last few weeks, uh well, struggled last week, they had a bye and then struggled the week before the bye. I think Philadelphia's defense shows up. Now, don't get me wrong. I think the Chargers win this game, but I think it's a low, lower-scoring game than people think with the Eagles' defense showing up, uh, and most of the day, probably going to see most of Darius Slay, uh, that being Keenan Allen, so I don't see a huge game from him. Now, don't get me wrong. These are dislikes in fantasy, but these aren't dislikes in sitting Uh, Most of the time, and I'll let you guys know whether that is, if you have Keenan Allen and you want to start somebody terrible over him, I wouldn't do that. I just don't expect him to have a huge game. Uh, But I think it's a little bit more average to below average for Keenan Allen. Next on the list, Dalvin Cook versus the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Cook hasn't looked really great all year. Hasn't really had that breakout game. It seems like every time they get into a bind in the Minnesota offense, they they go to the screen game with him. And last week it was very unsuccessful. I see them going away from that this week. And I think it's a lot lower scoring game, a lot lower of a scoring game than people think. Not, not to mention there's a very good potential of the Vikings getting blown out against the Ravens. So I don't think Dalvin Cook's a good start. Now, don't get me wrong. If you own him, I would start him. But I don't expect much and don't expect above average. Whatever his projected points are is his cap. Not, he's projected to get 16 and he ends up with 34. I don't see that as a possibility. Therefore, I think he's going to underperform based on the market. Next on the list, CeeDee Lamb versus the Denver Broncos. The Broncos' defense, and especially their secondary, is very good. And I think Patrick Sertan has enough to stop or slow down CeeDee Lamb. And with Amari Cooper dinged up that has the ability to maybe double cd and maybe single cover amari therefore their offense will struggle we'll see if dak plays or not if dak starts i would that that might skew my opinion on whether or not to start cd lamb uh, the Vikings' defense played very piss-poor defense with a lot of cushion. They they did a lot of short routes with the Vikings out of position. I don't see that as a problem for the Denver Broncos. Therefore, I think CeeDee Lamb gets pretty wrapped up in this game, uh, and he has a, a lower-than-average performance. Next on the list, Joe Mixon versus the Cleveland Browns. Joe Mixon has struggled against bad defenses to run the football, and the Cincinnati Bengals have not run it well consistently enough for me to trust Joe Mixon in this game. I'd love the front seven of the Denver Broncos, even with all the injuries. Sorry, I love the front seven of the Browns. I mean, well, even with all their injuries, they're still stopping the run at a decent clip. Najee Harris, who's been one of the best fantasy running backs all season, did not have 100 against them last week. Uh, and that's one of, their wor- one of their lesser performances so far. So I think that they... I don't think that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be able to run the football against the Browns, so I expect them to throw a lot, uh, which is why if you own Joe Burrow, I think that's a very good start in fantasy this week. Next on my dislikes, DJ Moore versus New England. DJ Moore has been irrelevant since Sam Darnold has been irrelevant. Uh, Sam Darnold is a joke this year, especially the past few weeks. It's just been terrible. And P.J. Walker's not very good as an upgrade. He's definitely not an upgrade. So I don't expect uh, D.J. Moore to just all of a sudden figure it out. So I know a lot of people probably picked him up early in in their fantasy football drafts, but definitely not a good start. Once again, this is another one of those players where, like, if you don't have anyone else, it's worth giving him a start. Just don't expect him to get you a massive amount of points, whereas it's going to be average to below average and the last on the list the tandem uh Zeke and Tony Pollard versus Denver if Dak Prescott does not play this week Denver is going to be a bigger they're going to be a bigger problem than people expect even with Von Miller making his exit he didn't play last week either i the Denver defense is very underrated Uh, with as good as their performers are, they still have big threat players and great wide receivers on the offensive side of the football, and their offensive line is not terrible. So Teddy's going to be able to find them, I think. I think this game's a lot closer than people think, but I don't see Zeke and Tony Pollard able to run on the Denver defense if they can't even run on the Vikings defense. All right, guys, I told you I was going to give you the special segment. I'm sure that you've heard of many podcasts that have come out with tiers, that have come out with levels, that have come out with power ratings and projections. Well, I'm gonna give you Cole's Clicks, the name of the segment. Click, obviously not click of the computer, but click of the group of people. I've grouped these teams, uh, basically since we're halfway through the season, I've grouped these teams into five uniquely named groups. Uh, Give you a little bit of background on a few of them within each group. Uh, but we're going to start from the bottom of the of the groups, uh, the worst, worst, I guess I should say, and get to the best. So the first group of Cole's Clicks is the Sunken Ships. Uh, that's the Houston Texans, the, the Jaguars, the Washington football team, the Lions, the Dolphins, the Giants, and the Jets. I've gotten a lot of pushback in the last few days about the Jets. Listen, every blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. My my family has told me that since I was a kid. I'm pretty sure I said that on a, a former podcast that I've already released to you guys, so you probably heard me say it already. The, don't expect because a, a random quarterback that got his first start in a primetime game won it is just going to propel the Jets into a, amazingness. It's not going to happen. The Giants are a joke, offensively and defensively. Uh, the, the the Dolphins, once again, you've you've I've talked about in. At exhaustion, I've talked about how bad the Dolphins are in terms of their projections before the season started. The Lions have still not won a football game. The Washington football team's defense stinks. Their offense stinks. And they have all this stuff going on background with the general manager and the organization with sketchy emails and linked to the John Gruden stuff. And it's just a joke. The Jaguars, Urban Meyer's a joke. He can't coach. It doesn't even look like he wants to be there. You take you look at like, at Urban Urban Meyer like turn on Red Zone turn on NFL Red Zone during the Sunday night sorry the Sunday football slate the one o'clock games if they're playing then and just look at his face on the sideline he looks like he doesn't even want to be there and the Texans the funniest thing about the Texans is they went out before the season started and signed all these weird weird players these weird free agents to one year deals and now they're trading them all for other picks. Deshaun Watson didn't move at the trade deadline, and they they say via the NFL media that they're going to open back up trade talks in the offseason. How? We still don't know about his court cases. If anything, they should have traded him already because now, if he gets in more trouble than they expect, all of his trade value is gone. The Texans have made no good decisions. They have no good players that I can name right now that I would want on a – on, a, on my team right now and fantasy football-wise, especially their quarterback and their defense, which is terrible. So that's that's the sunken ships. Next tier up, sorry, next click up, I should say, is cl- the Close But No Cigars. Th- these are teams that they're not even average and for a lot of different reasons – so on this list, the close but no cigars, we've got the 49ers, the Eagles, the Panthers, the Bears, the Falcons, the Broncos, and the Colts. The Broncos can't figure it out offensively, and I don't think that they're good enough now. Uh, they may be able to jump a tier, or jump a click, I guess I should say, uh, into the next li- the, the the above list that we'll get to in a minute, but uh, the Colts, Carson Wentz, I don't trust them. They're missing a lot of players, the players that they do have. I've been dinged up and and a lot of their playmakers that they need to go over the top are hurt. So they've inconsistently run the football. Carson Wentz has been inconsistent. They've won a few games, but it, they're just not there yet. Uh, the Falcons, Calvin Ridley leaves. Matt Ryan decides when he wants to show up with a flip of a coin before the, the beginning of the football game to see if he's going to have a good game or not. And they're not utilizing Kyle Pitts as much as they should for that offense to work. And the defense still struggles. The Bears, Justin Fields, his projected development as a lot slower than people expected, uh, and their defense hasn't played well either with Khalil Mack being dinged up for a decent amount of time so far. The Panthers, I, we already talked about Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is, is dragging that team down, and without Christian McCaffrey, Chuba Hubbard can only do so much, and he hasn't been able to save that team the way Christian McCaffrey probably could if he still was healthy. The Eagles and the 49ers both have the same issues. They've been dinged up, bad quarterback play, and honestly, injuries. And mostly for the 49ers. Their defense was supposed to be very good this season. They got dinged up. They expected to have Trey Lance a part of this team. He got dinged up a few weeks ago and has stayed out. And Jimmy G hasn't really played well, except for last week against the Bears. Uh, So those teams are in my close but no cigars list. Next click up, we got the average Joes. We got the Seahawks, the Patriots, the Vikings, the Steelers, the Titans, the Raiders, and the Browns. The Browns dinged up, but their defensive front seven and their ability to run the football keeps them in this tier and not in the lower one. The Raiders with Henry Ruggs, I just don't trust. I think they're outplaying what their worth is. And, and Derek Carr right now is playing so well that it might l- be a little fake. So give me a few weeks and I might move them as well. Plan is to do this again in a few weeks and then a little bit before the end of the season. Uh, so we'll see how much it changed each week. Uh, just a little bit of interesting uh, keep up for, for some of you listeners out there. But uh, the Titans, Derek Henry loss really impacts that football team. They're now a completely different football team with... Their defense deciding when they want to show up and Ryan Tanhill, assuming that they can to get anything out of newly signed Dante Foreman and Adrian Peterson, who has to be 37 by now, trying to replace the production of Derrick Henry is never going to happen. So Ryan Tanhill's is going to have to figure it out. Julio Jones hasn't had a huge impact this year. I don't see that happening. That's why they're in the average Joe's. The Steelers, offensively, they've been struggling. Defensively, they've been staying in football games. Uh, But I don't trust Big Ben. So I I just don't like their offense. They're not getting production out of playmakers that they signed and paid to be playmakers on that football team. Claypool looks almost non-existent week to week. Deontay Johnson catches three-yard passes because Ben can't throw a ball more than 10 yards. It's just a struggle. Najee Harris, bright light for that offense but not enough to get him into the to, to the next click up. Uh the Vikings everyone's going to think that it's because I'm a Vikings homer that's why they're not in the last tier. Listen, the Vikings defense has played okay this season. Their offense has shown that they're capable. The play calling stinks, but I don't think they it stinks enough to put them in the close but no cigar click, which is why they're in the average Joe's click uh, with an extremely hard schedule. And the fact that they've been in a one possession game in every game this season so far, I think they've earned the average Joe title. Our right, Last two are the Patriots and the Seahawks. The Seahawks play well with Russell Wilson. They play bad without him. So let's see what Russell Wilson does week 10 when he returns, but they they have offensive weapons. Their defense has played good enough, not amazing, but good enough, which is why I lean them towards this click. And the Patriots, listen, you could say all you want about Mac Jones. Mac Jones has been the best game manager out of all of the rookies this year, but he's probably also on the best team out of them all, so... Their defense has played well, especially last week against the Chargers. Very good. And their running game, like I've said multiple times, if they can run the football, they're going to have success on offense. If they can't run the football, we need to see what Mac Jones is worth, which is why they're currently in this position with the best the best coach in the league, in Bill Belichick. Best head coach, I should say. And that's why they're in this average Joe's click and not in the above click, which we will get to right now. Does not mean exactly what the words say, uh, but it's called the a win away. They are one win away click. Doesn't mean they're actually one win away, but I feel like these teams can potentially get to that top, that top click, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, But the a win away click, uh, the Cardinals, Kyler Murray dinged up, but they've played extremely well on offense with Kyler. And their defense has performed very well with the addition of J.J. Watt, even with uh, the dinged-upness that is their defensive line and their linebackers. Uh, but their secondary has played actually pretty well for as bad as I thought they were going to be this season. And if anybody else saw something different, I would love to know what that is, but I did not project the Cardinals' defense to be this good. They're 7-1. and one. Kyler's not going to play this week. Let's see what happens. They're playing the 49ers, but Kyler coming back within two weeks. I think this team is cruising up to the top. Next on my a win away is the Chiefs. Listen, the Chiefs have struggled so far this season on defense and on offense, but every team has to go through some adversity. The Chiefs have had it easy for the last few years, especially in the Patrick Mahomes era. Wins come easy. Plays come easy. They just look human, which is why people are trying to tank their season right now. I don't believe in tanking their season. I don't believe in just throwing it away. The offensive line could play better, yeah, but they're not terrible. Their defense could get more sacks, yeah, but they've played better the last few weeks. Now, their secondary struggles, but they can keep them in football games. They don't let bad teams beat them. They just can't beat the good teams. And and don't get me wrong, I think Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, all of those playmakers are actually one win away from turning this back into the formerly three-year Chiefs where they come out and just blow people out of the water. Next on my a win away. Click is the Bengals. They played amazing against teams in their division. Joe Burrow looks good. Him and Jamar Chase look amazing. And that defense is outperforming anything anyone could have expected from them based on especially the names that they've acquired and or drafted. Uh, Some no names. They have a few players on that defense, but they were never projected to be this good. Now, they did just lose to the Jets. Listen, everybody's got a stinker. Everybody, every team has a stinker the Vikings just had a stinker against Cooper Rush the backup quarterback for the for the Cowboys everybody's got a stinker that just happened to be their stinker last week against the Jets and nobody expected Mike White to be that good either next on my on this tier is the Chargers listen they had a bad few weeks once again similar to the Chiefs they got a few stinkers it's fine I think Justin Herbert brings this and turns this team around. They're playing the Eagles this week. They're going to get a win, I believe, Uh, and it's going to be in a lower-scoring game, I believe. I'm going to stress I believe on both of those statements since me picking football games this year has not been as good as I expected, Uh, but I'm not the worst. Next on this list is the Saints. Let's see how they react to not having Jameis Winston in there and what they do at the quarterback position. This is a little bit up in the air. They could go down um, a click, Back to the average Joes, or under, I guess I should say, back into the average Joes, but their defense has been playing really well. They've been, they've been making plays when they need to, which is what you need to do, and right now they're clear from multiple people right now in the NFC wildcard, not to mention only half a game technically out of the lead for that division with them beating the Bucks and the Bucs only being up by one win, and they're tied in the loss column. Last on that list is the Ravens. They did just get embarrassed by the Bengals. Their defense has played worse than people expected this year, but Lamar Jackson looks like he's been throwing the football really well, and and Lamar's always been that quarterback, especially the... Well, most of the mobile quarterbacks, I guess, get most of this, and, and they get a lot of pushback on it, but... They say they can't throw the ball effectively. It looks like he can throw it effectively. He's not getting the most help from his wide receivers at all times. Uh, But with Rashad Bateman back, they have Sammy Watkins, who gets dinged up, but he's solid. And they have Marquise Hollywood Brown. So I I think he's okay with the addition of Mark Andrews, throw him into the pass-catching abilities for or at, I guess, at the expense of Lamar Jackson or what he has to use in football games but i think that they're going to be okay. Now, i listen, don't get me wrong, i'd love to root for the Vikings, but i don't think they have a chance in hell to win this football game. If i had to, if i had to say uh, at tops the 30% chance, like a 1 in 3 chance they win. If i'm mo- more pessimistic, i'd say closer to 15%. Especially in Baltimore, i don't know how we win this football game, but guess what? The Ravens are real. I think they have a chance to compete with these top contenders in the AFC, not only the NFC. So I just ruined it. But the top click is the top contenders. These are football teams that I expect to be competing for a Super Bowl, make a deep run in the playoffs. And that would include the last five teams being the Bills, the Packers, the Rams, the Cowboys, and the Bucks. The Bills have a good – they have a great team overall. Uh, So far this season, Josh Allen hasn't played well. Stephon Diggs hasn't played well. Their running backs haven't run well, and they're still winning games by a lot of points. Their defense has played a lot better than people expected, especially in that front seven with their draft picks and their middle linebackers. The Packers, I hate talking great about the Packers, but I have no choice but to do so right now. They have been inconsistent running the football, but doing enough. Aaron Rodgers has played very well this season, game managing. He hasn't had the best stats in the world, but he's not turning the football over. And their defense is way better than I would ever expect, especially in rankings, without Preston Smith and Zedaria Smith, two of their best pass rushers. And they haven't figured out the middle linebacker position, yet they're holding teams to not blowing them out. I can't figure it out. They're missing their two top corners. They're missing their two top pass rushers. And their linebackers aren't good, and they're still holding teams. I, I don't understand it. I literally don't get it. The scheme must just be that good. It just must be that good. But they're winning football games. Devontae Adams is having a decent season. Aaron Rodgers is spreading the ball around. Whether it be A.J. Dillon this week and then Aaron Jones the following week, they're both figuring it out. There's a good flow going on. I like the way the team's playing right now. I don't like that they're winning, but i got to get over that because I'm trying to be as less biased as possible, to be quite honest with you. But moving on to the Rams, just getting Von Miller. The defense looks great. Matt Stafford looks great. Cooper breaking is about to break records for receiving yards, most receiving yards since Megatron. He has the potential to have 2,000 receiving yards this season. I hope you guys realize this. If you have Cooper Cup in fantasy, you are loving this, absolutely loving this. Matt Safford looks great. Matt Safford looks like the answer the Rams needed, and Von Miller looks like the extra help Aaron Donald needs to get more pressure on the quarterback. So the Rams are about to be a force to be reckoned with moving forward. Next in my top contenders is the Dallas Cowboys. I I can't say enough about these teams and the the top contenders. Their defenses are outperforming what was expected, and, and that's the biggest difference. Tack Prescott has looked good this season. He's a little dinged up now. But their defense is playing well. Micah Parsons is playing well. Their back end on defense, their corners and their safeties are playing better than expected. It's a big difference for for football teams if your defense outplays what what is expected versus the other being on the other side of the page, where your defense is was expected to be good and now is underperforming. It, it can you lose your football games and the other way around? For for the Cowboys, it's winning them football games. So kudos to them. And lastly the Bucks, don't count out Tom Brady. He's played well this season. He's leading the league in pass touchdowns. He's leading the league in yards. He's 44 years old. Their defensive backs have been non-existent. Like I've said multiple times already, I can't even I don't even know half of their defensive backs. More than half of them. I don't know their names, I don't know where they went to college, and I watch this sport every day for multiple hours a day. I have no idea who these kids are. Not a clue. Yet they're still able to win football games. I don't know. They just had a bad loss against New Orleans. Uh, they never play well against New Orleans, so I'm not expecting that to be a huge issue. But let's see how the Bucks do moving forward. They have a, a decently easy schedule. It's not too easy, but it's not too hard. They're, they're definitely in the middle of the pack in terms of strength of schedule moving forward in the NFL for the rest of the season, but we're halfway through the season. Those are my top contenders. That was Cole's clicks. We're going to do that again uh, relatively soon, maybe in a few weeks just to see the differences, but those are the clicks. Let me know uh, anywhere on Facebook. Uh, in a review on Apple Podcast and a review on Google Podcasts, anywhere, uh, what you agree with, what you disagree with. For all those people that listen to my podcast and see me on a daily and or every once in a while, let me know uh, so I can see how you guys feel versus how I feel. Uh, but that is going to end the midweek podcast for the All In Man Cave podcast. Remember, uh, always let somebody know. Uh, Whether it be a friend, a family member, anybody who would like the podcast, I appreciate you all out there listening. Uh, It's the only reason why I do it, trying to grow the podcast as big as I possibly can. Uh, And I will accept and need all feedback necessary for me to do what you guys want me to do. Uh, any questions you have that you want me to answer on the podcast, your favorite football team, uh, just shoot me a comment. Uh, just leave them on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or find me on Facebook. Uh, that And my name is, once again, Cole Haight, C-O-L-E-H-A-Y-D as in dog, T as in Tom. We will be back on Friday for our preview of Week 9 for the spread, games against the spread, and the over-unders for the games this week. Any updates that happen that I gave you for injuries and/or fantasy football, any major changes to any of those things that happen, I will let you guys know in an update on that podcast. Thank you once again to all the listeners out there, whether you be first-time listeners, you've listened to a few uh, episodes, or you've listened to every episode since I've went live back in August. Uh, it's been a good few months. I love talking to you guys f- about football. Uh, awesome! Awesome to be able to communicate with you guys uh, and and sh- and tell you how I feel about it. Uh, because if you hear different, if you hear different opinions about things, it opens up and widens your view on topics. And I think even if you disagree with me, and even if I disagree with anything that you guys were to tell me, it's just another widened view, uh, something else to think about. Uh, and it makes us all smarter, it makes us all more knowledgeable in this game we call life. So thank you once again. appreciate it. I will talk to you guys on Friday. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Later.